You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 everyone. Shavua Tov. You are listening to Talk Israel, and I am indeed your host, Anya Farber, here on the CRS Radio Network, the Knowledge Network. And I hope by now um, some of you guys who are long-term listeners have been checking out some of the other shows that are going on uh, here at CRS Radio, and you can find all of those by following us on any of the social media links. Um, CRS Radio is on Facebook. We have an Instagram. If you are feeling like, well, I don't want to go searching, Anya, because I'm feeling a little lazy, I'll say, it's fine. Message me on Facebook, Anya Farber, A-N-Y-A, F-A-R-B-E-R. Or on Instagram, Anya underscore think underscore differently. So it's A-N-Y-A underscore T-H-I-N-K underscore D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. Yes, I'm getting really good at spelling quickly, guys. So today, today I'm very excited. I mean, I'm always excited about this show, but I get a little extra excited when I know how much fun we're going to have. So I'm not at all going to tell you guys everything. Aval! My favorite word. I know you're all like, aval! Wow, what a magic word. You're hanging on the edge of your seat. What is she going to say? What, what, what? I'll tell you, don't worry. We're going to be talking about the trip to Israel that's coming up and some of the things that we're going to be doing. And I thought to myself, how can I do this without bringing in one of my new friends? I can't. So I said, hey, Noah, I know you're busy, but come, come onto the show. So, Noah, welcome. Shalom, shalom, good evening, good afternoon, hi, hello. So thank you for saying that. So Israel is indeed seven hours, seven Sheva hours ahead of East Coast um, U.S. time. So if someone's listening to us in you know, different parts of Europe, they're a little bit different. But in Israel, they are seven hours ahead. So I'm always so grateful to all my guests because they're already, you know, starting at a later time. So, guys, the reason I met Noah was through social media. Gum and, yeah, see, we're always trying to put a little Hebrew in there, Noah, and teach our listeners. Yeah. And I started looking. <laughs> Very sababa. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when when she came across my social media, I was like, oh, well, I'm probably going to need all that help because my Hebrew is, well, barely beseder, kind of really <laughs> like a little uh, little girl. But that's okay because liat liat, I'm getting there, and it's coming back to me. And when I'm in Israel, I think it'll be better. But who better than someone who teaches at an Alpan, which we're going to explain to you guys if you are unfamiliar with Alpan, what it is. And then in addition to teaching Hebrew at Alpan, she also privately tutors. And you're working on a couple other interactive things. And, you know, her and I are just going to have fun. And we're not going to quite tell you exactly yet some of, like, 
the trouble we're going to get into in Israel, and we're not really going to get into trouble. I'm not all that troublemaking, but we are going to have a lot of fun, and Noah and I are going to go out and do something um, for my film, Do You See What I See?, which, as you guys know who are longer-term listeners, that is my uh, documentary film about Israel, trying to make sure everyone is aware of what Israel actually is as opposed to the, um, I don't have a nice way to say it, of nonsense and BS that the media will put out if they put out anything at all about Israel, which is never really true. So on that note, Noah, can you start off? Because as a teacher, it just seems only better to come from you to <laughs> tell us about what is Ulpan. Okay, so Ulpan is basically a place that adults, newcomers, Olim Chadashim, comes to learn uh, Hebrew. Uh, it helps them to learn by talking and using Hebrew in uh, everyday situations. Mm. Uh, the classes are mostly in Hebrew, uh, but even if you are a beginner, like coming with effort, zero uh, Hebrew, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Anya, uh, because every class is uh, sorted by knowledge level. So if you are a beginner, you will be in like level one. If you are uh, not a beginner, you will be a, another class. And the lessons are like organized and cover different topics, uh, like in the bank, in the store, uh, how to buy, like a lot of topics. Uh, and you learn also like about Israeli culture and the holidays and the history of uh, Israel. But the goal, the big goal, is to become, to help the Olim Chadashim, the newcomers, to become fluent in Hebrew and to know how to deal with the daily life situation in uh, Israel. Mm. And I think this is amazing because not every country gives like immigrants such a amazing option and a, like usually it's a, like almost free you don't pay at all mm-hmm. at the first in first yeah. so it's amazing so i'm so sorry about for, for putting that out and Hadashim guys is new in hebrew um the adjectives will come like after the noun yeah. so that that can be confusing but that's not unique to Hebrew. It's like that in Spanish and French and a lot of other languages. It's just English that's so wonky sometimes. But, um, well, I can tell you that, yeah, the only time you get support with you when you move to the United States is if you're a kid in school and then they throw you into these ESL classes. But it's not necessarily um, the intensive stuff that, that Old Pond is. And Old Pond is for all ages. And the thing is, that is something that is very unique to Israel. Um, and it's very special, uh, much like many of the other topics that we cover all the time here on Talk Israel. Like we talk about mandatory service and, you know, we'll get into that at some point during our show today as well, because, you know, everyone has to serve. So we'll talk a little bit about it. We never ask specific questions about people's service because we know that that is not something that can be discussed. Aval. Aval. See, doesn't it have so much more impact than just saying, well, you know, no, we'll talk about this, but you can't really. And then you're like, I don't know. I'm not even listening to her anymore. It's so not interesting. But she's talking and all of a sudden she goes, aval. 
And then she pauses, and you're like, oh, what will she say next? Um, so, so there, there is that. And I think, but Alton is just one of several services that the, the government offers yeah. these newcomers, people who are moving to Israel. And I think that that is something very, very unique and very special. And, and if anyone who is listening is interested in, you know, thinking about moving to Israel or is moving to Israel and you want to know more about that, uh, the ministry website is on my link for today's show. And it's really quite amazing how much information is there. Um, and they will help you with almost every question you could possibly have. And then if you run out of like places to look, then, you know, you just, you hit up the Alpan and, and ask Noah. And she's here to help us. Now, I, I wanted to, to put this out there, Noah. So in the, I, I know that you mentioned you have some, some special uh, friends listening today. So is there anything you wanted to say to them, you know, before we start talking about all our other things and totally forget to say to say uh, Yes. Um, so first I want to say shalom le, uh, to my uh, Abba and Ima, my uh, mom and dad. Shalom, shalom. Abba and Ima. Uh, and my student from the Ulpan, uh, my boyfriend is listening, so hi. Oh. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, being here. And my followers from my uh, Instagram, hi. Yes, welcome, welcome everybody. So I, let me see if I can remember all these words. Okay, so Talmidot is students, <laughs> right? Am I right or wrong? No? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So Hakol Talmidot shall... Shall Noah, is that right, or am I butchering that? No, so okay, so Talmidot <laughs> is for uh, plural but feminine. Ah, oh, okay. Plural, uh, masculine Talmidim. Oh, and I don't know if your students are men or women or. They are both. Oh, Talmidim okay. Well, Talmidot. listen, the whole the whole kit and caboodle, as someone would say in English, for you know, um, Okay, so. Everyone listening that's a student of yours, obviously they're very, very lucky to um, be with you and learn from you. And then your parents, well, hello, maybe I'll say hello when I'm there. Um, I, your boyfriend, hello to you too. And then anyone else that's listening that's following Noah, um, you know, obviously if you're following Noah, you know the, the cool stuff she's doing, but for our listeners here, to which you are new to them, again, you know, you have these classes at Ultan, you do private tutoring as well. And, you know, that's, that's something, because if you don't use a language, like any skill, you lose it, or you get rusty yeah. at it, like me, and you kind of forget things, and then you start talking yeah. very basically again. So I'm hoping that when I return to Israel, and, you know, I'll be able to piece it back together. But, you know, Liak Liadit gets there. So your students at Ulpan, how long are they generally with you? So a course in Ulpan is uh, usually like four to five months. And it's like very intensive, like five days, five, five hours from Sunday till Thursday. Uh, it's very intensive, but uh, I think this is the the system that works the best mm. because twice a week, three times twice a week, 
So it doesn't stick in your head when it's like very intensive, like day by day. I think it's more um, give you give you more like beyond. Uh, okay, once a week, Ibu lessons. Okay, but five days, five hours with teacher, with homework. This is I think this is the best way to learn Hebrew. Yeah, I think that's the best way to learn any language. And of course, you're having these lessons while you're living there. So you are immersing yourself really completely. And like you said at the beginning, it's not just the language. It's the culture, some of like the history and how things are. Because things are different from country to country in, you know, my God, we could speak for hours about how things can be even the sl- the slightest bit different. And if you don't know, you don't know. And so, you know, very yeah. slowly you get there. Now, one thing that I think a lot of people don't know about Israel is that the people who are living in Israel, because partially because Jews were no- were nomadic for so many years, going from place to place, and, and um, you know, there was no, like, safe place, and Israel was established in 1948, yeah. so we finally would have, a, you know, a safe homeland um, where we can all be. There, There's a lot of different cultural um, influences, as well as a multitude of languages that are spoken. And, you know, obviously Hebrew is the official language of Israel, but many of the residents of Israel um, also speak a lot of other languages. You'll hear Arabic on the street. You'll hear French, Russian, English. Um, I'm not really sure where the English comes from. I think it's more from most of the people watching movies as opposed to, unless you go to the pockets where there's a lot of expats from the U.S. or Canada, Um, you know, there's, um, there's just a multitude of different languages spoken. And I think that that's something very, very cool, um, that people don't know. So the fact that, you know, the Israeli government, in addition to like some of the other stores says, okay, like we're going to establish this Olpan, a center for learning all of the things that you really need to know. It's not just what you want, like it's what you need. I need tzicha. I need it. I need this. Like I, yeah, it's not. I, yeah, I want it, but I need it, right? You need it to really be able to immerse yourself in, yeah. to really be happy and understand the place. You, you have to immerse yourself. Um, what is, you know, gosh, I wonder, like, if your students were um, to message you right now. What are some of the funny things they ask you or ask about um, that that people wouldn't wouldn't think of? Because really, this is the time they should ask you really anything. They're like you said, this is intensive. They're with you five days a week for five hours a day. Yeah. So you're kind of uh, you're like their you're like their link to understanding everything Israel. Yeah, I feel. 
when, when uh, I start uh, a new class, I say, okay, now I'm your mom here. <laughs> uh, if you need anything, just talk to me yeah. and I will help you. I always uh, help them like with the bureaucracy uh, sometimes and like stuff that like they get a uh, Hebrew method on phone and like, no, what is this mother? <laughs> like, uh, help. So I help them. Uh, and the uh, second uh, thing I say that in the class we are mishpacha, we are mm, family. Yeah. So the student that uh, sits with you is, is your brother and sister. So mm. you're not alone because a lot of people come alone with no parents, no mishpacha, no nothing. So when they know they have someone and not only about the uh, uh, study new language, so I think it they give give them like a kind of relaxing relaxing. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, it it helps you relax and it's a reassurance, a hundred percent. And it's like even if you have mishpacha, which is family, and like I have yeshli mishpacha ba'aretz, like I have family in Israel. Aval, I think that you know you may not, you would feel like me, you don't want to bother them with certain things like, oh God, I got a message on my phone, but I'd rather ask yeah. my teacher, right, you know, to help me with this. So, yeah, but, but I want to, I want to really take what you said and expand a little, like, let's dig into this. So mm-hmm. for our listeners to, to really understand, because in, in Israel, even though Israel is a very small country, right? It's smaller than the size of New Jersey. So if anyone in the U.S. is listening and that gives you some context, it is so diverse and and it's got so much going on. But there is, even with all of that, there is this sense of family. Now, Ani Choshevet, I think this is because of a few things. One, yes, Israel is a small country. You can actually drive, like, to every part of the border in a day. It's not, you know, not like other countries that are so vast that you, you know, I'm going to drive to the other side of this other state or whatever. I'll see you in, like, a week. No, no, no. It's, you can do it. It's other in one day. Okay. Um, there's one thing. Two, there's mandatory service, right? Everyone has to serve in the Army, men and women, men and women both have to serve the people who are like, you know, they have an issue of physical, mental health issues. They, they don't serve, but there's other community service options. But because the service is mandatory, you are, again, like your class of a bunch of strangers, you're put in the army with a bunch of people you don't know, and they become your family because you're with them all the time. Now, you may not have known the person, but you become very close. But I think that overall, Israelis treat people this way. Like when I was there, I think I told you this story, Noah, when I was there on my first day, being back after so long, I was just so like, 
I just couldn't wait. Like, I was just like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. Gilly, don't worry. Everything's fine, you know. Bye. Uh, he's like, write down the name of the hotel where I am. Write down the phone number. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll just put it in my phone. So I put it in my phone, but you know what I didn't bring with me? I mean, you know, because I told you the story, I didn't bring my phone charger. <laughs> and my phone died, and I couldn't figure out how to how to call him or how to get back to him because I couldn't remember the name of the hotel, nor did I remember the street or really anything. So my poor friend of 20-something years, Gilly, is freaking out because he can't get a hold of me, and I should have been, like, back to the hotel an hour ago. But I'm like, I, I stood on the street for, you know, at the point where I realized I was like, not <laughs> in English, you would say up a creek with no paddle. Uh, I was <laughs> not in a good place. I mean, I was fine. I was safe. Everything was fine. But I stopped like on the sidewalk. And I must have had like a look on my face. Like, you know, I'm thinking, Anya, you are so stupid. How could you be so stupid? And, you know, someone stops. And in Hebrew, they asked me, like, oh, do you need help? And I was slow with my response, mostly because I was just still in my own head, you know, like still like being like mm-hmm. stupid, stupid, stupid in my head. And I looked and I was like, oh, um, no, thank you. No, toda. And they said, oh, do you need English? I was like, no, no, I just, no, I'm okay. And like, they were like, are you? <laughs> I was like, no, actually, I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, I was supposed to go back to my friend uh, where he works at this hotel. Oh, what's the name of the hotel? You need me to tell you where it is? And I was like, no, um, I don't remember the name of the hotel. They're like, okay, well, do you remember the street? I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) They must be like, this girl is so stupid. I said, I put it all on my phone, but my phone died. They're like, oh, and, you know, and they said, oh, Apple, no, I have a droid, but go down to this guy at the coffee shop. He's got, you know, all these cords. So I go to the coffee shop. He's like, you're welcome to try any of the cords. I don't know if they work. He goes, if they don't, go to this place. And he writes this address down. He goes, my friend owns a pizza place. Just tell him I told you my cords don't work. Give him, give you a charger <laughs> and put you on the Wi-Fi so you can tell your friend you're, you're okay. And I thought to myself, like, where else would this happen, right? Or if you see someone broken down on the street, like, cars are stopping. Whereas if I stood on the street where I live and I was like, excuse me, excuse me, people would walk right by me. Or they would be like, no, no, thank you, and walk right by me. And I didn't even need to ask for help. Like, people were like, Do you, are you okay? <laughs> Do you need help? So I think that that this idea of, of family and an obligation to each other um, is is a really great way that you have your class like this because I really feel that when people really come, when they come to Israel they'll feel how this is actually how it is this this idea of like I'm going to be there for someone else and help and really support them yeah yeah. So I think that's awesome that you um, you basically tell your students that because that it's a very important way to be. Now, I, I really think that there's something overall to it. Um, I find that, um, you know, I know that people think, oh, you know, Israel is so fast-paced or people are rude or – and I think it's just really a big misunderstanding. And I think because – you have this wonderful opportunity where you are an ambassador 
for Israel. <laughs> you really are at these classes. You are. Listen, I have some meetings <laughs> coming up in the foreign ministry, so I'm just going to remind them how important it is <laughs> that the we have wonderful people like you teaching in all time because you're really, Aww. for some people, the first, you know, the first kind of interaction they're having. And I just, I think that, like, it's so easy because, look, you know, um, you know, there's a song. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's, uh, she's like, um, welcome to the Balagan that we call the Middle East. I don't know if it's the Noah singer, but um, I'll, I'll look it up. And, and, and she's like, and it okay. is. Life is a very big deal. Like, that's the next line of the song. Um, and yeah. it's like, it, it is fast paced, but there's reasons for it, right? I mean, Israel is surrounded by hostile neighbors. There's one. Um, it's just a fast place, you know, kind of area, but people are very genuine. They might be a little tough on the exterior, but I think these are some of the warmest people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and also I like the fact that, and I'm sure some of your students probably talked to you about this. It's a little bit of a culture shock. Personally, I love it. Um, (laughs) you always know where you stand with someone in Israel. Like Israelis don't, they don't do the the BS, BS, I'm fake polite to you, crap. Yeah. FYI, I can't stand that. (laughs) So I'm happy in Israel. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, get to the point. That's what they want. But that's okay. Yeah. Do you, what do you think? uh, Sorry, go ahead. hmm? I was going to say, what do you think think about that? Yeah, so I think first, like, the newcomers are, like, don't know how to react to this, like, it's difficult, <laughs> and they don't understand, like, what, why he talked to me like this, like, what the, the heck, like, but little by little, uh, they, they get used to it, and even fall in love with it, like, it's a kind of a mindset of Israeli that you can't find anywhere else, only in Israel, like, mindset of like, you are my brother, and if you are my brother, I can't say you anything, yeah. anyhow I, I, I want. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not uh, uh, easy, but I think it's, it's what makes Israel so special. <laughs> yes, well, I, I agree with you 100%, and it is one of the things that I love most about Israel because I don't react well when people are, you know, bullshitting me and I hope I can say that on air and, you know, and, and being like <laughs> fake polite or um, yeah. I, I say this to people when people are passive aggressive to me, like they say, Oh, I'm sorry you feel I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I said, you're passive aggressive to me. I'm going to become aggressive aggressive to you. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't have time for it. And I think that that's the idea of Israel. Like, I don't have time. Let's cut to the chase. Like, yes, we have an obligation to each other. So I'm just going to be honest with you. I actually think yeah, there'd be a lot less funny. problems in the world if people were just more honest with, like, this kind of stuff. Instead of, like, yeah. completely misleading oh, and... Um, that. And I also think what's amazing is in addition to people being willing to help, it's it's not just like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, the, here, let me tell you how to get there. Do you need me to take you? Do you need a, like, where, and I love when people are like, oh, you're coming, where, where are you staying? Did you need a place to stay? 
I mean, it's so amazing. Yes, I have mishpacha, and I have, you know, many friends from over the years um, in Israel. And, yeah, I and sometimes I do stay with friends and, and family, and I – you know, I, I hate I hate feeling like I'm putting someone out, but this like totally the opposite. One of my friends' moms, she's always like ready to make a meal, and like she's a she's Moroccan Israeli, so she makes ugh, the best food ever. Best, yeah, best one. Yeah, Adi's mom is like the best cook in the world. So um, I don't know. I'm always like, um, could we do Shabbat at, at, you know, with your mom? Because <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that that's something very, very special that not everyone, you know, understands, not everyone knows. Um, speaking of, like, family and family backgrounds, what is, what is your um, background? Like, I've talked about, yes, listen, there are some people that are fifth generation, you know, Jerusalem. Yeah. But some families have been all over and, and some, you know, even, again, have come from different places. Yeah. So I have uh, on my father's side, my grandfather came from Austria, uh, but he came before the World War II. Uh, Yeah. And on my mother's side, my grandmother is a Holocaust survivor. Uh, who was born in uh, Poland and hide in several places. And she has like... Or maybe in another time, I will uh, come and uh... So you have a grand, wait, so your grandmother, your oh, grandmother was a survivor. Is that correct? Yeah. Grandmother yeah. and, and, yeah, yeah. And she came to Israel with her mother. Um, I don't know if you heard my sentence, but I said that she has like crazy story about her uh, survival in Poland. So maybe next we'll come and tell story. Uh, and I have two, yeah, and I have uh, like um, two uh, grandma, uh, grandma and grandpa that uh, is born in Israel. Ah. So I have... Lots of uh, yes, lots of influences, lots of cultural influences, and yeah. you know, again, I think um, what a lot of people kind of almost forget, and because you know, we are listening. This is Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. I love when we have these moments where we can bring knowledge to our listeners, um, as that is like the basis of this radio station, and I, I love that because the stories, you know, especially. Survivors are, it's harder and harder to find survivors because it, you know, happened so long ago. And those who did survive often, you know, didn't talk about it or were not well. And, and, and I think it's so important, you know, um, for us to learn because out of, there's, um, I, I saw it on, I think it was on like YouTube or TikTok and it talked about, out of like the skeletons and victims, we became, you know, survivors and fighters. And they, you know, they showed mm-hmm. all of the refugees from the Holocaust from World War II. And the thing that I think people often forget, and I'm, you know, your grandmother's stories must be on a, another level, is that it wasn't like, okay, so 
as the war ended, it was like, oh, okay, where did you want to go? Here's a plane ticket. <laughs> no. You know, mm-hmm. Jews were still, you know, almost being like smuggled out of Europe. And yeah. people were, you know, on boats and, and it wasn't an easy journey. It's not like, you know, the modern technology and transportation of today. Also, it's not like, you know, these people had just had every single thing taken from them, including for many, their entire family, their identity, mm-hmm. their names, their money, their house, their homes, everything they ever had. So it's not like you can just, oh, well, I'm going to, I'd like to go here now. Let me just arrange for that. No, it was very difficult and still not always safe. And so it is remarkable um, to really think about all that. And, I, and it's one of the things that I think is so special. Um, in fact, my, my son is going on a similar trip that I did as a teenager uh, to Poland to look into heritage and then mm. to Israel. Um, and it'll be his first trip to Israel, which is very exciting because I, I just, it's like, I remember like the first trip. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, I kind of, I can relate to what your students must feel when they come to your class and as they grow with you to like the first time I was there. And then as I returned again and again, and as I'm returning again next month, you know, just kind of the Mm -hmm. the different feelings that you have. And, you know, Israel also is unique in, in, in other ways that people again, forget, okay, it's the only democracy in the Middle East. It is the only country in that area where you can worship of any religion freely. Um, and there are a lot of wonderful, amazing historic um, places that a lot of people of the Christian faith also come to Israel to learn about. And it's not just, you know, uh, diaspora Jews that are coming in, in your old time classes. I'm sure you have, you know, people from other countries for a variety of reasons. Um, some of them are there for religious reasons, some of them are, are there for, you know, to to return to their heritage. Some are there looking for a safe place because they can no longer live in their country. Some of them are there for work. You know, there's a lot of different uh, reasons that people are coming to Israel. So your classes must be so um, amazingly diverse as well. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, in the last year, two years, uh, there was increase, like really crazy increase in Olim uh, Hadashim uh, newcomers from Russia and the former Soviet, mm-hmm. like Ukraine, uh, because of the war. Mm-hmm. Like in 2022, there were more than, uh, let's see if I say it correct, 37,000 immigrants from Russia and almost 50,000 from Ukraine. Like, it's crazy. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, and it's all, uh, not all, but most of it, it's, it was because of the war. Right. So, yeah. So, again, Israel it's is welcoming crazy. and bringing people who have been, you know, suffering and ravaged with all of these experiences, um, yeah. you know, through through all upon. Now, Let's say that I was one of your students and I graduated after my, you know, five months, but I was thinking to myself, hmm, I'm like feeling a little unsure. I I really, or, you know, something's coming up at work. I really, 
I think I need to take my Hebrew to another level. How would I like go about contacting you to to maybe have uh, I don't know some touch up private lessons or sessions where we could um, you know concentrate on a specific matter? Yeah. So in the I think it's almost a year, maybe less than a year. I started my Instagram. Uh, because of this, like I had a lot of a lot of my students that uh, talked to me after the the ulpan ended and told me that they want to continue learning and to study because, uh, like I told in the start of the in, in the beginning of the uh, show, that the ulpan is very intensive, like five five days. Yeah. five hours it's like very intensive but after you finish and most of the time you're not going like a place you you only talk hebrew there's places you will talk english you will talk russian and after time you will see that you forgot all you learned in the ulpan <laughs> so i thought about it the, the this problem and this is why I started my uh, Instagram, Sababa uh, Hebrew. Um, check it out. Uh, and I started to um, ask my former students if they want to come and do with me like a private uh, lessons, private session, not only to practice their knowledge, uh, more than that, I wanted to expand their vocabulary because in the Ulpan, they, they learn like very specific vocabulary, yeah. but uh, there's words that they don't uh, learn in the Ulpan, but they will hear in the, in the hall, in the street, uh, and like, what is this? I didn't learn it in the Ulpan, what the hell? And like, friend, so I thought it's a good, good, um, good idea to make like a private lessons uh, with speaking Hebrew, reading Hebrew, and just like a uh, talk as a friend. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like um, oh, hey, let's go grab a drink. Where did you want to meet at the beach? And those kinds of very, you know, yeah. casual conversations. Well, it's it's really, yeah, it's, it's a perfect point, no, because, you know, I, um, when I'm there and I've, you know, I, I learned Hebrew, I forgot the Hebrew because I wasn't really using it. And then, you know, I've been learning it again, but it's, you know, you're practicing sentences and situations and that's great. Like I can ask for a glass of water. I can tell someone I want a bottle of beer. I can tell, I can tell them I need a fork. Like, okay, that's great. You know, <laughs> but um, sometimes I need to know how to react to things. And there's a couple phrases that, um, I love to use and there are some that I don't really, I still can't figure out. Maybe they just don't work for me. And you know what? That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I love telling people things are like a balagan. It's a balagan because a balagan can be kind of like, it can yeah. be like a good balagan. Like, oh my God, it's so hectic. It's like a little tornado running around, but it's all good stuff. So like in that <laughs> sense, it's a good balagan. And then sometimes it's like, oh, it's a balagan. Yeah. It's, oh, boy, you know, oh, it's not good. So in that sense, like, that's a word that can go and be used in different ways. I, I like that. I would not yeah. know that word if it wasn't for this, that kind of casual talking. Um, 
yeah. Sababa, like it's cool. Everything's cool. You know, it's good. It's good. You know, uh, that's also something that I don't know that I had learned in any of the times that I was either using online learning or, or in-person learning. Um, another phrase, and I don't know if anyone's asked you this, but it's, it's very unnatural to me, but it's okay because people use it all the time. Imale and abale. And I'm like, okay, mom and dad, I don't get it. I don't, what's, what is it, what? And I'm like, okay. So then I spend, you know, in, in my brain, it's going, what is that? Wait, what? Mom, imale, what? Abale, what? And then I'm like, okay, I, I don't understand it. I can't use it. It doesn't seem natural coming from me. I don't know. What What's the deal with that? Why did that become like a, oh, okay. wow, so, you know? So it can be two options. Either the other for a good thing, like, oh, my God, this is so good. Even the avale, this schnitzel, this chipsuka is amazing. Even the avale. Or, in a different way, like, Imale, this is so crazy. It's scary. This is so scary. Even the avale, like, it depends on the, uh, how you say it. Yeah. Like, so, that, that's yeah. so funny to me. And, I mean... Since you said Imelev Avle, this shakshuka is amazing. It was. I had shakshuka this morning. I made <laughs> and I made it very spicy. So I was. It was harif. <laughs> Mamash harif. Aval, I love harif. I love the Yeah. So harif is like a spicy, guys. Now the spicy, like Middle East spicy, is different from other spicy. It's not like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like spicy food. Like, I, I like spicy Asian food. I like spicy Mexican food. I like spicy a lot of things. Though, there's a certain level of harif, <laughs> the Israeli uh, Middle Eastern food, that's like a whole other level. And you're sweating. I could have very easily been like, when I was eating my shakchuka. It's my own fault. I made it. So I, I knew. Um, but... Um, I, I think that probably in my head could have been a good phrase as I was eating um, some of the Moroccan food that day. Um, and I just had, I pushed myself to the limit. I love it, but oh dear God, sometimes it does not love me back. And my entire face felt like it was on fire. Because <laughs> my <laughs> lips were burning and all around my mouth was burning. And I'm trying to sit at the table and not at all let any of the other people know how uncomfortable I am because they're all fine. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, I was like sweating. Um, but uh, I'm so glad you not only brought up food overall, Noah, but brought up shakshuka <laughs> because shakshuka is – so I think if you tried to explain it to someone without them having like context or understanding, they might be like, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, it's like a tomato base. And then you have eggs, you fry the eggs. And they're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. You just, it's amazing. It's delicious. And I've made it's it so amazing. many different ways. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I have, wait, but is onion, right? Is that right? No. 
Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. So sometimes yeah, yeah. I sometimes I fry an onion in there with the garlic. Sometimes I don't. But sometimes I put some peppers in later. Sometimes I don't. You know, like there's a lot of different ways. You know, but food. Yeah. Ah, like as a culture, I think Israelis have taken food to another level. So I love to eat my way through Israel. And I am not embarrassed. I've been saying this for weeks. I have been on a very, very strict eating regimen in preparation for eating my way through Israel. So I just got off the phone with a friend in Netanya. And he very casually says to me, oh, well, one of my friends just opened up a new shakshuka place. And I was like, wait, time out. Hold on. He opened up a place and all he serves is shakshuka. And he's like, yeah, it's a lot of, I was like, say no more. I'm there. When are we going? When are we going to this magical, magical shakshuka restaurant? So I am definitely going to report back to the listeners once I've eaten there. But I'm very excited about that. What is your favorite? Yeah, it sounds amazing. Listen, you can come with because we're friends. That's how we are. We're already mishpacha. It's all good. Um, yeah. Where, okay, so maybe, hmm, I know this is so hard and everyone always says, you can't just ask me one, but I know that your alpan is, you know, in the tel- is, is in Tel Aviv. So since you're working in Tel Aviv and you are living in central Israel, let's narrow it down to that location. What, either what type of food is your favorite to eat or where, like a special place or anything like that? And you can have like three. Okay, so, it doesn't have to be one. Okay. It could be like three. Because let's be real. Okay, so How baba. could you pick one? <laughs> so, okay. so we have the shakshuka. I love shakshuka. And I make it alone, but uh, I have uh, some place in uh, Tel Aviv, in King George uh, Street, that calls Hanasikh, the Prince, mm. and they have really good shakshuka. Okay. And one more place is a schnitzel in Tchala. Schnitzel, I hope you know what is schnitzel. I do. So um, just for our listeners, when she says schnitzel, she's talking about chicken. Oh, chicken, schnitzel, not pork. No chazer. No no pig. It's chicken, schnitzel. No. So there is a place uh, in several places in Israel, not only in Tel Aviv, not only in Jerusalem, that like um, a portion of schnitzel in Chala. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. So good. Like schnitzel in a bread that is like Chala, so is like sweet bread. Yeah. Yeah. And like with schnitzel and sauce. Oh my God. So good. And so in uh, Shuka Carmel, like uh, Carmel Market, yeah. there is a place amazing. And yeah, I love it. Well, I always go to the Shuka Carmel when I'm in Tel Aviv because my buddy Tzvi is over there. Big shout out to Tzvi. I don't know if he's listening, <laughs> but I'll send him the link after. So this is again, no, I think this is like, I'm sure you hear these stories from your students, but. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's hilarious to me. So last summer when I was in Israel, you know, you go to Israel and everyone's like, oh, 
could you could you pick this up for me? Could you grab this? Could you grab that? And I was like, oh, you have a boy, right? The list, the long list. So yeah. a friend of mine, Sarah, and she's such a wonderful person. She works for the organization that trains guide dogs for blind people. It's called mm-hmm. it's called Fidelco, and I was a volunteer puppy raiser, so I got to know Sarah very well. She had gone to Israel on birthright, and she just had gotten one of these, like, you know, like a very inexpensive Hamsa necklace at the Shuk. And something happened, like it broke, she lost it, something. I said, oh, of course, no problem. So she sent me a picture because she was like, could you get the exact one? Now, there's a lot of things that are close. So I'm walking around, like staring at my phone and looking around, like trying to find the closest match I can see. And I hear this guy going, you know, Gazette. And I look at him and it's this an older gentleman and I smile at him and he's like, he says to me in Hebrew, like, what's so interesting on your phone? You know? And so I, I said, oh, um, I must have said, um, you know, in English. So he goes, oh, I speak English. And I said, no, you read, you know, but Cesar. And he's like, no, no, I want to practice. He goes, it's for me, not for you. And I started laughing because he doesn't need to practice with me, but he was, it was such a nice way to say it. So I said, yes, my friend lost her necklace. I'm trying to find the the same one to give her. He's like, well, that's awfully nice of you. I said, yeah, yeah. So, of course, you know, this is what you do. Someone asks you, you do it. So he he's like, oh, and he shows me. And, of course, there's like six different versions of this necklace. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking. I finally figure out, okay, it's this one. But he was so funny. I just start talking to him. And before I know it, it's like 15 minutes has gone by, right? And he's talking and talking. And he's still dealing with his other customers, but he's talking to me. And he says, "Um, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm making a movie about Israel. And he's like, Bennett? I said, yeah, I'm really making a movie about Israel. So he goes, I want to talk to you more. Do you want coffee? I said, no, thank you. No. <laughs> and he goes, you sure? And I was like, no, I'm just, I don't drink coffee. And he's like, what? I said, I don't drink coffee. He goes, okay, I'll be right back. You stay here. And I was like, wait, what? And he just left. He left me and he goes, just take care of the stand. Like, like what? I don't want to be in charge of your store. No, 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 no. And he left. And I was there, like, helping people shop. And he came back. He's like, did you sell anything? I said, no, but I didn't lose anything either. And he goes, okay, then that's good. It's like, okay, all right. And he's, he's like, okay. And then he's, like, drinking his coffee, asking me more questions. And he was so funny, and so I got her necklace, and I think I had bought something else, and and then as as I always said, okay, well I gotta go because I, you know, now I've been like standing around him for so long. Um, he was wait wait, and he gave me uh, I actually still wear it this little necklace, um, a little star, and it's just like the little mother mother of pearl type material, and it's very cute, and I and I wear it with all of my other everyday stuff, and. Uh, you know, he sent me on my way. So when I was there in December, and of course it was raining and cold, I walked back over to him and I just smiled at him. And he looked at me and he goes, hey, movie lady from America. And I said, yeah. And he came out and he gave me a hug and it was so funny. And he's like, you're back. I said, I told you I'd be back. He's like, I know, but you're back. 
And I thought to myself, like, where else would this happen? Like, really? <laughs> and I yeah. have to say, nowhere. Really, nowhere. You know? I think it, there's something very special about all all of this. And I, I hope, you know, for your students that they continue to experience these types of positive things. But I know as they're with you, they're at least experiencing them with you. Um, what would you say as, as, I mean, really as this ambassador and an example for them, is, is there a, like a, a common question that's either silly or strange that you often get? I don't know if it's like a question, but um, tricky stuff that uh, um, happens in uh, when they are learning Hebrew mm. is like um, like uh, confusing between like a feminine and masculine format. Oh yes, happens so, to me all the time. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes they ask me if like a table shulchan is feminine or masculine, like um, because we have like superstar. I call it superstar nouns because they're supposed to be uh, masculine, but they are in the plural. They are feminine, yes. so it's like a, yes. yeah, it's different, different. Uh, uh, so it's kind of um, it's not funny, but it's like. It's logic for me that they are thinking how it's need to be because there is a format how it's need to be for feminine and masculine, but they are superstars. So they are always say, uh, ask me, is this superstar? It's not superstar? Okay. Yes. <laughs> like how we say it plural. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think there was something recently that I thought I was so smart and I said my sentence and my friend just said, it's actually, you know, he corrected me. But the thing <laughs> that it, you're still going to be understood. So if your students make that mistake or anyone makes that mistake that, you know, when they're first coming, it's okay. It's still, you're still going yeah. to be understood. Okay. Um, I mean, all it really does is point out that it's not your first language. Really. I mean, it's not yeah. the end of the world, right? It's like, okay. Um, but I, I think that, you know, it is, it is a, it, it's funny. Also, I, I have to remind myself, like, um, you know, like it's a shirt. It's a new, it's not a new shirt. It's a shirt new. If you like, you know, were to translate it literally. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes I, I still make that mistake. Um, and, um, you know, it's, but it's like again, it's it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Someone's still gonna understand you. Um, and then I just, you know, I'm always like, well, I guess I'm just, you know, still learning, you know. Or I chalk yeah. it up to uh, the English language is very messed up, um, which which it really is. In the, you know, the the more I meet people when English is not their first language, the more I realize how English makes no sense. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I think that Hebrew is like mathematics because we have so many logic. Mm. Like uh, Hebrew is like very 
ancient uh, language, like it's from the Bible. So there's a lot of uh, format for uh, verb and nouns and like a lot of format. And it's like in the class, there's always logic, not like not always, but there's a lot of logic in Hebrew. Like uh, when uh, I, uh, I teach something and they have something that seems like um, they knew about mm. and say, oh, that, that's right. It's, it makes sense. Like it, there is a logic. So yeah, there's a lot of logic in, uh, in Hebrew. Yeah. I, I also was thinking, um, it's funny. Your one of your last posts. So I urge people to look at your Instagram. Um, <laughs> I was laughing because it was like, um, you know, you were repeating in a rhythm, in a rhythm. You wanted them to get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, so funny. And 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 it was really cute because I think whoever was closest to the camera was kind of almost laughing because, you know, it was. Uh, but it sounds like. If it's ever a balagan, it's a good balagan. It's like, you know, you guys are having fun yeah. <laughs> and um, and all that. Now, I I know that, you know, we talked about how this Alpan is in Tel Aviv. There are, all, there are other locations for Alpan, but you're working at the one in Tel Aviv because you're living in central Israel, but you did not necessarily grow up no. in central Israel. No, no. I, I, okay, so basically I was born in Tel Aviv, but uh, most of my life, like after, uh, when I was like three months old, mm-hmm. my parents moved to the north mm-hmm. near to the Kinneret. Um, so most of my life, I grew up near to the, the Kinneret in the north, mm-hmm. in the Galilee. Uh, but uh, like af- right after the army, uh, after uh, I went to a big trip to the South uh, America, mm-hmm. I moved to um, to the center to Tel Aviv and started to study. And I love Tel Aviv. This is my place. This is okay. where I need to be. <laughs> okay, this is You know, it's it's <laughs> two things you brought up for the listeners um, here who are with us on Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. I want to just make sure I, I, I take and, and help give some extra information because, uh, one, you know, after the Army, it is very common for a lot of men and women to go, like, on a big travel trip. Some people go to Thailand. Some people do South America. They go to Europe. They come to the U.S. Yeah, I think those who come to the U.S. just to travel around the U.S. I don't get it. Like, no, it's it's not worth it. Go go to <laughs> South America. Um, but you know, they they will have this big trip, and you're like, okay, and then you settle in to study. You know, at twenty, twenty-one, yeah. because you were in the army at eighteen. You know, and the boys are there for three years, and women can serve. Excuse me, the men are there for three years. Women can serve for two, or they can stay in. Um, but on top of that, you know. <laughs> Israel has these amazing places and that a lot of people don't know about. And we will be up by the Kinneret and the Galilee, and I'll be going, uh, you know, around the Golan and, and a lot of other places that I have not been in a very long time. And a lot of people first don't know too much about different areas. Like they're like, oh, you're going to Israel. You're going to be in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. And I'm like, uh, newsflash, while well, those are two major cities, they're not the only places in Israel. And um, 
in a in a weird way, I also tell people, well, like you could be in the north, right? And it's like a whole different world from central Israel, mm-hmm. which is a whole different world yeah. from the south, which is a whole different world from this. And it's it to me it is still over like entirely fascinating to me. Um, like it's again, I'm gonna go back to the fact that Israel is so tiny and it would fit in like the state of New Jersey. Aval, see, it's my favorite word. It's the best word ever. <laughs> Aval, like it's so different. And so you travel yeah. an hour, two hours, and you you're in like a whole other universe. When um, I was in Sipuri at Jonah Vineyard with Gal, and he's like, we're looking. I'm just, I'm just looking out over the vineyard, you know, no big deal. And it's olive trees and grapes. And then he's pointing out, oh, and this, like, historic, you know, park and this and this. And I'm just like, you would never know you're in the same place, you know. It, it's so, so amazing. And I love that um, you kind of get a taste of different styles of living. Um so many things as you travel around. Um, now, I, I happen to, to I have a, I, listen, I've enjoyed everywhere. I don't, I think for me, I'm probably, you know, settling in central Israel for myself, but I think just logistically and work-wise, that makes the most sense. But, you know, I've really loved, in, you know, exploring in the north. Where, where is there somewhere kind of near where you grew up that people may not know about that's an absolute must see? Um near where I live. Um so there there's a lot of springs near uh the Kinet. Yes. Um yeah, a lot of springs. Um I love uh, like a noon, a noon, like a lot of springs near the Kinet. It's amazing, but you need to know where to go. So you need like or a local or a check like um, in the internet, like very special uh, places. Yeah, or they can follow you on and, Instagram and ask you. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, guys, I want you guys to be able to know where you can find her. So all you would have to do is go over to Instagram, okay? And her Instagram is sababa.hebrew. So that's S-A-B-A-B-A dot Hebrew. If for whatever reason you couldn't find her, just message me at Anya underscore think underscore differently, and I will share her profile with you. So easy peasy, you can get in contact with her. If you're interested in possibly taking some Hebrew lessons, even if you're not moving to Israel and not enrolling in Opan, oh, well, she has that too, so you can contact her. So... I don't know. I don't know that what we might be planning, and we we may have to have like um, a follow up for the listeners as to what we ended up doing while I'm there. Because I said we we talked about planning something fun, 
And I kind of feel like yeah. we should we should do it that way. We should have a follow-up with, with the listeners so that they can find out yeah. what exactly we did. Though I do want to remind you guys to please, if you're not following Noah on the Hebrew on Instagram, or if you're not following me, Anya underscore think underscore differently, please do, because I will be posting the entire time I'm there uh, lots of little pieces of information. So please make sure to follow me. Uh, this podcast will be available to stream after the fact by clicking the link. If you're following us through the link, um, you can go to my YouTube channel uh, always, and I put them up there, though we are also available on all the streaming services. So if you're like, wait a minute, she was talking about something. What was it? What was it? Oh, yeah, the springs in the north. I want to find out more about that, or I want to take some Hebrew lessons, and you couldn't remember anything else. Well, that's where you can find us, and then you will be able to get in contact with her. Um, Noah, I know that you mentioned your parents were listening, and I really, really appreciate that because it is late. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell them anything or any special message at all for them? Because they're, they're the first uh, and foremost because they brought you life, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, so if, uh, if they are still there because it's uh, already yeah. kind of played, late but if you are still uh, hearing me uh, and my sisters like Hagar and Hila if you are hearing me so shalom uh, I miss you guys uh, my parents was uh, in Greece uh, like last week so I didn't saw them long time oh, so yeah. I will see them Okay. Now listen, guys, if you're unaware, Greece is like a hop, skip, and a jump from Israel. I have yeah. <laughs> I have never been to Greece, but I figure one of these days I'll get over there. But yeah, it's a pretty pretty common destination. And so your sisters, how would you say that in Hebrew, your sisters, for our listeners? Because we really want to be teaching today. Okay. So one sister is a hot and Georgie, and that's G-O-R-G-I, G 
Georgie. He's got a concert on the 20th in Tel Aviv. So if anyone's interested, he'll be performing. But he just messaged me because he's listening. He said, now I'm hungry because (laughs) we were talking about, because he's also in central Israel. He's, uh, you know, he's like, I'm hungry. All your talk about the food. Uh, But fun fact, fun fact, he is actually that voice on my intro. When Yes, that is him. Though his accent, you know, in the intro is slightly, slightly different than how he sounds. We'll just go with slightly. Uh, he, he and I talk about food all the time, <laughs> like obsessively all the time. So if you guys are not familiar with him, his Instagram is O-R underscore G-O-R-G-I, and he is an Israeli rapper. Um, He'll be performing live in Tel Aviv, and I'm excited because I'll be going to that. I also have a bunch of other concerts on my list. I'm hoping to get to the Shlomo Artsy concert. He is, um, I think, arguably, like anyone anyone would say this, um the like the father of Israeli music. Like, you know, he's been around a long time. He reaches across generations. He's very special. Um and that's so I'm hoping to see that. Um one of my I got to see one of my favorite performers performing live in New York, um, Avram Tal. And I just have to say he is as nice if not nicer as a person than I thought he was going to be. Cause I interviewed him um, for a little bit after his show and like literally one of the nicest people, like really a special neshama he has. Um, but I, I, I bring that up Noah, because I wondered also Israeli music has its own life. And, you know, there's, a lot of different influences in the music, much like the food, much like the culture, um, that is really special. And there's like so much to it. I feel like I feel like Hakol Ba'at is like so many layers. There's so there's you just when you peel back and you think you're understanding something, there's something else that you're learning. And I think Probably a huge part is the history, right? I mean, just straight facts, the history is so, like you said, Hebrew comes from the Bible thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, right? Israel, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands of years. So there's so much to it. It's um, it's a good balagan of information. So um, is there any anything else that I, because I, I, sometimes I get into these conversations and I kind of, you know, I, I get a little distracted here and there. Um, that you want to make sure that as an Alpan teacher, as a Hebrew tutor, as someone who, you know, it's not just what you do, it's, it's how you choose to live your life because, you know, you have a, see, I just did it, I messed up the masculine feminine. Um, but I caught it, I caught it. 
Um, <laughs> you have a very special neshama. You have there's something very special to you that I know our listeners here on CRS Radio and Talk Israel are hearing. Um, you know that you would want to point out about about Israel or like knowing something or wanting to express or if there was anything in particular you wanted to you know bring out to to everybody here. Um, so I think uh, when people are starting to to learn Hebrew in Ulpan or not in Ulpan, like by themselves, it's like uh, we say. I don't know if there's a phrase like this in English, but we say in Hebrew we say Gamet Roma lo banu beyom echad. Even Rome didn't, uh, was not in one day. Like, it yeah. takes time. Like, uh, you can't uh, learn a new language in, like, one day, one week, one uh, month. It takes time, and you need sablanut, sablanut, patient. You need sablanut, a lot of sablanut. My student, Atalmidim Shali, if they are hearing me now, so they know I always say in the class, Sablanut. Like this yeah. is the important uh, word you need to know, Sablanut. Sablanut. Ani tzricha. So would I say, Ani tzricha Sablanut, or do I have to put another word in there? Like I need to have some people. No, I need tzricha Sablanut. Ah, okay, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think everyone needs a little more patience in their life. Um, you know, kulam, everybody does. Um, yeah. Because I, I do think that sometimes, maybe not even losing patience for other people, but uh, sometimes losing patience with yourself. And I think, you know, the message to your students is that you have to have patience with yourself because you're right. Rome was not built in a day. You're not going to master a language in a day. You're not going to master a language in a week or a month. Um, but was was language something you were always good at? Is that what kind of drew? I know you went and studied. Is, is that what kind of brought you to this? Yeah. Okay, so it's really funny because when I was in school, I never thought I would be a teacher. It was really far for me. I hated school. Uh, but uh, actually, in the army, I started. So the. Uh, like a teacher ah. and the help. I think. Oh, I think. No, we, we lost you for a moment, and unfortunately that just does happen because we are dealing, you know, with... Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, so I heard, we heard, I didn't want the listeners to miss out, that in the Army it started, yeah. but of course you admitted. So I almost think that we should pause for a second because this will be available on streaming later. So I'm just putting it out there. Maybe if any of your teachers from when you were a student, because you said, I never thought I'd be a teacher... If they could hear you now, oh, well, <laughs> she's a teacher. Um, started in the, in the Army. That's that's where we, we were left off with you. Yeah. So it so started in the Army. Um, I was a teacher in the 
Oh. And I had like a job to help, to assist, to uh, use uh, like teenager before yeah. the army oh. uh, to deal with stuff like uh, before the army. Yeah. Uh, and then after the army, I uh, was a student in college. Uh, I studied, um, I studied the special needs education. Uh, and while I was studying, a colleague from uh, my workplace asked me if I would like to teach like a little girl who was eight years old at the time that her parents were uh, originally from Israel and like they made a location for uh, like 10 years, maybe more, in uh, New York. Ah. And they came back with their children. But the children didn't know anything, like no Hebrew, like only maybe it was only Ima the Abba. Okay. And yeah, and I thought, okay, it can't be too hard. And I really love children. So like, why not? Uh, and the girl was super cute, like, like super <laughs> cute, eight years old. Uh, and she didn't have any knowledge in Hebrew, like, again, like maybe only Abba and Ima and Shalom maybe, mm. but uh, she was very motivated to learn the language before going to school here in Israel. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so step by step, uh, like really, really slowly, I bet to read, to write, and to think, uh, and then her progress was so amazing, like from zero to a hero. It was amazing. Like, yeah. I think it was in like maybe two, two or three months, she already speaks to me, in, spoke to me in Hebrew. It was amazing. Yeah. That, that's, and that's the beautiful thing, you get to see that growth. And and I understand because... Hebrew is what I was born to do. Ah, I love that. It's what yeah. you were born to do. You know, yeah. it's interesting that you say it in that way. <laughs> um, I was sitting with uh, Nissen Black, who um, is an American who uh, used to be a gangster rapper. He was not born Jewish. He converted to <laughs> Judaism. He's an ultra-Orthodox Jew. I call them the Black Hatters. They're the people that wear the black hats all the time. And he's ultra-religious, and he moved to Israel. And he's, we were talking about this idea of, like, purpose and being born for something and, like, you know, this, like, impact. There's something in you that you need to share. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's big. And I think that that sums you per- perfectly, that this is something you you had in you all this time, and you now have this amazing outlet. So I think, you know, I don't need to say this because your students know this. Aval, I will say it for everyone else. They're very lucky to be in Alpan with you. Gam. Also, anyone who is like, gosh, she seems fun. She seems like she could totally teach me. Even if I wasn't so good in school, maybe I can give this a try. Okay, sababa.hebrew on Instagram. They can reach out and message you, and you can talk to them. Obviously, guys, she yeah. speaks English. She's been speaking English this entire time. Um, are there any other languages yeah. you speak in case anyone was reaching out in another language? Yeah, okay. 
I I like to say that I know Spanish, but <laughs> I literally just really uh, understand uh, a lot of Spanish because when I was a little girl, like nine, ten, watching the telenovelas from uh, Argentina. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this is how I learned uh, uh, Spanish. Okay. So, so if they're Spanish-speaking, they can reach out to you in Spanish, and you'll <laughs> still try to help them. Listen, guys, what's better than yeah. that? What's better than that? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you brought up telenovela because, you know, one of the things that I, I watch um, Israeli TV every day, and... Um, I like to watch a few things, and I wonder, you know, as as a feel free to answer this as an Alfan teacher, or just as a Hebrew tutor. So I like to watch. Sometimes I watch children's programs. Kaha, listen, guys, I'm not embarrassed to admit it. Sometimes that's the best way to learn a language, right? You watch kids' programs because they're basic, and they're slower, right? They're talking slower. There's a lot of context. I find it hilarious to watch Go Diego Go in Hebrew because uh, <laughs> I used to watch that with my son when he was little. But they point. They point at everything they're talking about. So just in case you don't pick it up, that's what it is, right? So there's that. I also um, i am not a fan of, like, reality TV in general. Aval, I do watch one show that I really like on channel 13 and it's Ahava Chadasha. <laughs> okay. I'm going to defend myself here because they are, it's okay. Maybe it's like dramatized and everything, but it's, it's real and there's plenty of context. You know, I feel like, you know, and there's always the one girl who's always crying, too, you know. So it's very hard to understand the crying girl. So, I don't, you know, the people who are in charge of Ahava Chadashah, I love the show and everything, but, like, please, could we stop interviewing the crying people? Because I don't understand what they're saying because they're crying, and I don't get it. Um <laughs> But I do like because they go places and I can see things and I, I, I do pretty well with it. I tried watching the Israeli Big Brother show. I couldn't watch mm-hmm. it for more than five minutes because everyone is just screaming at each other all the time. And I'm like, okay, I don't even yeah. like the premise of this show, so forget it. But they're just yelling. So then I thought to myself, okay, you know what I should do? I should watch the news. Okay. So... I feel like this is something we have to t- tell everyone before you go, and I do appreciate you staying on with us for so long because it's late. But ani ani aval aval ani lo yodat lama. Okay, um, I don't okay. really know why, but I get it. I understand it. So in Israel, if you're watching the news and it's just someone reporting the news, okay, they're talking, talking. They go to the reporter in the street. He's talking, talking. Okay, but says everything's fine. Thank you. I learned something. Okay, chick chop. We we got we got it done. But then, when we have the panel of people, multiple people on the panel, 
Now, in the United States, if it happened like this, people would be shocked. <gasps> you know, because <laughs> this is the first thing I learned when I used to work for the Israeli government. My first, my first meeting, I sat in with the diplomats and everybody else, and I was very quiet. I was very nervous. And everyone's talking and everyone's speaking in Hebrew and everyone's speaking over each other. And then I like, some people are just getting louder and some people are getting even louder. And then some people are getting louder. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, why is everyone yelling? And then I realized, no, no one's yelling. It's just who's ever the loudest wins. Like, then, then, then that's the one who keeps talking. And then everyone else is quiet. So as much as I find it entertaining, I do find it very confusing I, I bet your students have the same issues, but it's very confusing <laughs> to watch <laughs> because, yeah. I, you know, it's like um, it's like sitting in the middle line of like a tennis match and watching your heads going back and forth, back and forth, watching the ball go back over the net, back over the net, because you, you, it's too much. You'll tear me die. It's just too much. It is a big balladan. And, and it's, it's so frustrating because I, I get lost. But I really want to know. So I'm hoping that if I were your student at this time, you would say, Anya, liat, liat, you know? Sablanut. You would say, Sablanut, you need to have Sablanut. You have to have some patience, and eventually you'll get it. I hope someday I will. Um, Because (laughs) I do want to know what's going on in these discussions, because, you know, it's good to learn. So I want to officially thank you. Noah, again, if you guys are interested in getting in contact with her, it is sababa.hebrew, S-A-B-A-B-A dot Hebrew, H-E-B-R-E-W on Instagram. Noah, um, we are going to come back to our listeners at a later date because you and I are going to get together when I'm there and we're going to do something very fun. Uh, I am hoping mm-hmm. to visit her at the Alpan, guys. So I will bring all of this to you. Uh, Noah, please say hello to your family for me. And um, I might hit you up with some, some questions uh, about the Canaret because I will yeah. be headed up there. So I awesome. want to thank you so very much. So if you guys are following Noah and you missed part of the program, you can use the link that she has posted in, in her Instagram after the show is over at any point to listen to it, or you guys can reach out to me. I'll make sure to get you a new link. Okay. So, Noah, thank you so much. Okay. Um, thank And then Lishon Tov. I want you to have a good night. I want you to sleep well. And uh, I will be in touch with you. And then I'll see you in, like, uh, two weeks or so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you bye so bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye, Tada. Okay, bye. Thank you so much. Guys, that is Noah, and she's not only teaching at Alpan. Gum, she's doing private tutoring. So if you guys have any questions about, you know, the language and learning and all of these things, she's the one to talk to. I'm very excited that she came on the show. I'm even more excited for what... um, we will be doing together. And as we're in like the last stretch of our show, I'm realizing that we've not really hit on some of the music. 
some of the other things we talk about. So I do want to let you guys know that today's show and next week's show, uh, we are going to be talking uh, with some friends from Israel. We'll be talking about my upcoming trip, some of the places we're seeing, some of the things we're doing. But I also want to urge you that, you know, within the description of today's show, because we are Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, I also included a link to the uh, government because they have all these different um, sites that are helpful, organizations, classes, um, different things that exist to help you when you're in Israel. So on that note and and everything that I'm doing, I have been posting about this and I really like felt the need to, to kind of touch upon it again. Now, I always want to bring you guys stuff that impacts me, that means things, you know, that is uh, significant because it's important to learn and to grow. But every once in a while, you come across something that is so significant, it just it makes you stop for a second. And, you know, as someone who often has a lot to say, this this song, when I first heard it, stopped me in my tracks. I did not understand all of what was being sung. It, it moved me. It meant something to me. And as my Hebrew has gotten better, I have obviously begun to understand more. So a friend recently told me that on YouTube, someone put the translation of the words in English. So I know once I play some of this for you, you guys are going to want to go and find this. So I'm going to tell you the name of the song. And it is Orot. So if you were going to put it in, it's O-R-O-T by Avram Tal, which you guys already know is someone that I absolutely love. He's also sung this with Aiden Hassan, and their duet version is mind-blowing. There's a video of the two of them singing, and just if you don't even, like, listen, but you look at them, the emotion on their faces when they're singing with each other is like, it's amazing. Like, to the maximum going to play a little bit of this and I will read you some of the translations at the bottom but again you can find this on YouTube and you could you probably just put it into Google like O-R-O-T with English words right um, it is just again like one of those things where you're like wait what and I feel like it um, it's very easily expresses so much of how I feel and why 
I want to come to you guys every week with Talk Israel and why, Lama, I am working on this project. And I just don't think, even if I talked for another 10 hours, I would do this justice. So here is the song. All the places you have been, the worlds you have seen and discovered, all the questions you asked along the way, at times you didn't dare to find out, the lights are flickering, in two seconds, my life was passing in front of my eyes. Voices from a different time. The heart says to quickly wake up. All the roads unfold before you. And revealed in your life right in front of you. All the concentrations will easily disappear. Clear now what's important. That is a piece of Oro by Avram Tal. And um, I had to stop reading because my eyes teared up. Every time I hear that song, I write in the heart, uh, write in my soul, write in my neshama. I do feel like it's a wake up. Um, I feel like this is something very special obviously from Avram Tal who wrote, who wrote the song, but about a lot of, you know, music within Israel, a lot of what is going on within Israel. It is an incredibly historical, um, special place uh, for religious purposes, cultural reasons, family, anything that you could possibly think of is going on in Israel, but it's part and parcel of, of this idea of, taking what is and making it into something else, right? Israel is not like its neighbors. It's not rich with oil. Aval, Israel's economy is, uh, is is one of the most amazing. They are they have more startups than anywhere else in the world. Um, they are leaders with IT. They are leaders with pharma. Um, their food is there. I've never had better food than in Israel. And I cannot wait to go back to uh, some places that I've been, particularly Pescado and Ajudad, which was one of the top 50 in the world. Lo Ba'aretz, the world, and like well within the top 50. Um, it's funny, Noah was talking about Shnitzel and Chala. There was um, some tuna that was served on challah. And I was like, on challah, really? I don't know about this. And then I took one bite and I was like, I'm so sorry for doubting this. It was amazing. Uh, but really, like, one of the best meals of my life was, was there. Um, and it's, 
it's the energy of, you know, you're traveling down in the south in the desert and you see like sand, 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 palm tree farm, sand, sand, winery. Like what? Um, Some of the beauty industry, the fashion, it is cutting edge. It is new. Um, You know, think about it, guys. Everyone knows Ahava, like the skincare line. Well, that's the, you know, the Dead Sea Minerals. Um, Yama Melech, the Dead Sea, is somewhere I will be back and filming again. There's been a lot of questions from uh, what I've posted so far, so I will be revisiting Yama Melech. But, um, you know, if there's somewhere in particular that you are interested in having me cover, please reach out to me on either Facebook, Anya Farber, A-N-Y-A, F-A-R-B-E-R, or, of course, um, Instagram, that's Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, T-H-I-N-K, underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. And you can either leave me suggestions or, uh, you know, ask me about something. I will be sitting down with some people in the health and beauty industry this trip, learning more about... Like, Lama, why are some of the most beautiful women in the world coming from Israel? Well, we're going to tell you. Some of it is, and then some of it is the amazing um, products and innovation that they are doing. So we will be exploring that avenue. Uh, we will be exploring a whole host of things. Um, we'll be, you know, back in some of our major cities, but we're also going to be going to some beautiful new places. Um, We will be revisiting some old friends and we'll be spending time with some new friends. So I just want to make sure that if there is anything here at Talk Israel that we can bring you, that we will bring you. I have so much to tell you guys, but I cannot tell you yet. And it's killing me because I'm trying to talk around it. I just can't let it out yet I'm sorry and I feel guilty so I'm saying that part to you now so you guys know but there are some amazing musicians and food oriented places and again some like just overall like taking care of yourself and feeding your soul that we will be highlighting and I could not be more pleased Um, to be bringing a lot of this to you. And it's really killing me that I can't tell you guys yet. Aval, I promise I will when the time is right. So I wanted to leave you guys with one other song um, that is like one of those things that just kind of, you know, like that Orot to me is kind of um, like an anthem, you know, if you would say like it's something that just speaks to you or it highlights you for, for what you are. But there's, there's some stuff going on right now, guys, with a lot of artists that is very, very, very special. And it's a very diverse, diverse grouping of what's going on. And I think it's something that, you really kind of have to like delve into and feel and learn and and hear all about. So I I really want to urge you guys to stay posted because I'm going to be putting up quite a bit of names and um, different 
artists and stuff like that that I want you guys to to check out, to see, to hear, to to understand. Because it just I want you guys to learn and I and I really I feel like when you have something that's so good and so special and you don't pass it along or share it, it's it's just it's not okay. Like it's just too selfish. And I I can't I can't I can't imagine it being that way. And I and I couldn't imagine someone kind of like holding on to something like that. And I, I would not I would not want that to happen. So I, I want to make sure that if there's something, like I said, that you are interested in, that you want to know more about, that there's someone you wanted to learn about that you hadn't before, please do so. Like, please reach out to me because I am always more than happy to investigate it, to ask, um, to kind of, you know, delve in um, for you guys to to really understand more about what's going on so oh and I'm also going to be talking to a few um, artists that may be new to us um, on Talk Israel that we've not heard before because I do think that would be really neat we're going to feel things see things um, all together and you guys know that when we when we sign off every week, we like to play a little bit of something that's, you know, in a way it's funny, but in a way it's, it's also serious. And we always play this one song as we depart from each other. But before I put that on, I want to make sure that I tell you guys, one, thank you so much. It really does mean the world to me that you guys tune in every week. And if I can ever answer questions, please let me know. Two, thank you for taking this journey and seeing things with me. Um, Do you see what I see? The film is making a lot of progress and we are going to be starting with like really really amazing in-depth pieces on this particular trip um we're going to be everything from hotels we're going to be back at stay in in jerusalem and i'm telling you guys there is not a better place to stay in jerusalem than the stay in except possibly one of the other stay hotel properties depending on what you're looking for. But the stay in is my go-to place. It is amazing. Um, and we are going to be, ah, I just can't even say, but it's so much good stuff coming. But what I really want to make sure is that we all have the feeling we, we are experiencing all of this together because we, anachnu lo ani, we not me, that's how we will get there. Anachnu mishpacha, we are a family. Noah said it, she talked about it. Akol ba'arat, all of Israel, mishpacha shali. Aniohevet kulam. You know, I, anything and everything is possible, guys. Um, 
and and really please be kind to one another be good be who you are be brave do what do what your heart tells you so from Talk Israel. I am your host, Anya Farber, here on the CRS Radio Knowledge Network. And it is our time to bounce. And as you know, we always go out with Nissan Black's mother and dad. With our royalty, we must go back to our place in Kiswana. No. We are staying right here. This is the motherland. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.